Yo, what's going on, guys? Soundbite Hockey here, and we're back with our second episode. So today, I thought I'd put a little twist on it, since I did all NHL last episode. Um, I'm going to do all college hockey this episode. So normally when I start a podcast, I have all these notes and about like topics that I might want to talk about. And I had those set up for episode of two of just NHL stuff. And then I just thought that it would really wouldn't be that entertaining because not much stuff has happened since yesterday. But I did want to know if you guys would want me to do, like, high school hockey or AAA hockey or something like that. Because, I mean, NHL and college hockey will get pretty boring after, uh, after a little bit. So it's pretty much what you guys want. Uh, thank you to, like, everybody who listened last time. So let's get into it. So the Mike Richter Award finalists, which is the gold, like the Vesna for the college hockey world, they narrowed it down to five. Matt Goleida of Cornell, he's a junior. Um, Spencer Knight, Connecticut boy, uh, goes to Boston College and he's a freshman. Strassman, he goes to Michigan, he's a sophomore. Drayden McKay. Minnesota State is also a sophomore, and Jeremy Swayman, Maine, and is a junior. So, <clears throat> they'll probably, like, put it down to three. And if they do, I think the three would be uh, Swayman, Knight, and Goleida. Just because those are the three goalies who have just really sh- shown that they could be NHL goalies already. Strassman has been fine, and so is Jordan McKay, but I don't know if they're going to be good enough for the NHL after after this uh, season. But you could tell Spencer Knight's ready. You could tell McElwyda's ready, and you could tell Jeremy Swayman's ready. McElwyda, two of the three years that he was with Cornell, two of the three years, he was um he was in this uh he was in the Mike Richter Award finalists. He didn't win, but he was he was definitely one of the top goalies in the um, in the nation. So, I my pick out of the three is probably going to be Jeremy Swayman, our last episode's um, prospect of the week. It's probably going to be him because of how well he he's shown like growth and how he could play in the NHL. There might not be a spot for him with the Bruins as of right now, but he still has another year of college, and lots can happen in a year. But I definitely think that he can be a very, very good goalie, a high-caliber goalie in the NHL in the next three seasons. So that's pretty good, and that's what that's what they look for for the Mike Richter Award. And Jeremy Swayman also turned the struggling main team around this year, and now they're in fourth. And they are, they would have, in my opinion, also made the the college hockey finals, NCAA Division One ice hockey championship. So I I think they would have made that too. And in one of the big parts is because of uh, Jeremy Swayman. So take it as you want, but I think that he'll he will come out with the win on this. Um, so, let's go to Hobie Baker. They nominated it, or they got it down to the hat trick, and they nominated, um, Jordan 
Kawaguchi from University of North Dakota. He's a junior. Scott Perudovic. He's um. He's he's uh from the University of Minnesota, and he's a junior. And Jeremy Swayman from Maine, who is a junior from Maine. So. My pick to win it is probably Scott Prudovic because of how well he played last year when he was with Minnesota Duluth. He was one of the best, um, he's one of the best offensive defensemen, and I know that firsthand because my favorite team is Quinnipiac, and when they played him, he scored. He scored two of the four goals, so that's not a good way to remember him. But he is definitely a very good offensive defenseman, and any NHL team would love to have him on the team. Uh, Jordan Kawaguchi, I don't think that he's, this is kind of like his first really good season. I think if he has another one next year, he'll, he'll probably make it. He'll probably win the Hobie Baker next year if he has another great season. And Jeremy Swayman, I think I picked him, I think because I picked him for the Mike Richter award, and if he actually wins the Mike Richter award, I think it's kind of a bad thing. No, hold on. Just, just like, bear with me here. If he wins the Mike Richter award, uh, I don't. I think that would be like a strike against him for the Hobie Baker Award, and if he doesn't win the um, Mike Richter Award, it's a strike against him for the Hobie Baker because if he was, if he is not the top goalie in the um, college hockey world, then why is he with the Hobie Bakers? Why couldn't it have been another goalie? So that's gonna be take it as you will. I don't know what they'll do, but that's my thought on it. So I think Prudovich is gonna win. I think that he's probably the best offensive defenseman in the NCAA and will for the next year, too, if he decides to stay and play for um University of Minnesota. So, yeah, that was my thought on it. And so I'm really struggling this video with all this stuff because I didn't, I really did this at, like, 4 o'clock in the morning, so I, I couldn't, like, like, think about what I was going to say, so, if you hear me, like, like, like that, or you hear me, like, um, but if you hear pauses, it's just me thinking, so, okay, so, bracketology, so, the NCAA hasn't came out with a clear cut who was going to be in, who was going to be out, but we can kind of speculate it, so, there's this thing in the NCAA called the automatic bid, and that means if you win your conference, you get to make it in, so, what happens is if your team is already in it, say Cornell. Cornell is the number one ranked team, and they win the ECAC. Then the, one of the teams, like one of the 16 teams, 10 automatically get in, but like say, then the 11th team gets in because Cornell was already in. And then say Penn State wins, and Penn State's already in, so that means the 12th team can come in. And... And if uh, BC wins, the 13th team could come in. You see where I'm going with this? It's it's the automatic bid has six slots open. And if you're already in the top 10, you automatically, if you win the thing, it doesn't matter. Then that means the next team up gets in. So that's kind of how it works. I don't think I explained it that well because it's, it's kind of complicated. This bracket took me so long to make because you kind of have to factor in everything. First, I had to take out, I had to take the, um, the, the teams that you had to like put them into a bracket. So I did that. And then you had to think about, I, or I put the top 10 teams because those teams are guaranteed. 
and then I put and then I put in automatic bids and Cornell won like my thing Cornell won so the 11 team got in Secret Heart won so now the 16 team can't get in and then Penn State BC Minnesota Duluth and Minnesota State I had them all get in I had them all get in so that means the uh, 1 through 15 if you were the top team you could get in and if 16th seed is Secret Heart um because that's what normally happens because they were not even they they were the last ranked team in all this so that's where you put them so I did think that I did this bracket very well I thought that I did it thoroughly so let's get you let's uh let's get into it with this bracket so the first game is the number one seed versus the number six seed and it was Cornell versus Sacred Heart and I chose um, Cornell, obviously. They're the number one seed, but can they lose? Can they lose to Sacred Heart? Yeah, probably. But will they lose? I don't think so. I don't think that Sacred Heart has enough have has enough goals. Has doesn't have enough. Has doesn't have the best goalie to take on the number one team. But they still are a very good team. All right. So the five through nine game: BC versus UMass. Amherst and I chose UMass Amherst because UMass Amherst has already beaten BC so that's a step in the right direction and I think Spencer Knight in his first game will choke it that's my thought on it I also think that um that UMass just has too much star power with Mark Delgado and and uh Philip Lindbergh and they also have Matt Murray so I think that they would be fine so that's yeah. So let's keep going. So Minnesota State and Maine, the two and fifteen seeds games. I picked Minnesota State. They're just too good. They would overpower Maine even with Jeremy Swayman. I would say it'd be like a three to one game, and with an empty netter. So that that's just what I think. Uh, next one up, the six and ten game, Denver and Ohio State. I chose Denver just because of how much they've been in this for the, for the past like few years. They have been like insanely deep and stuff. So next one up, North Dakota and Quinnipiac. I'm a Quinnipiac fan, but I have to take North Dakota on this one. They're they're red hot as of late. So is Quinnipiac, but not as hot as North Dakota. So. And then Clarkson and Bendy State, I chose Clarkson just because of how well they've been playing. They kind of backed up a little bit because of the first-round loss, but or the first-round loss in the ECAC quarterfinals, but it's I think they're fine. I think they're good, so. Okay, UMass, Lowell, and Penn State, the 8 and 12. I picked Penn State. I just think that UMass Lowell is not even close. I don't even know why they're number 12, but they are. So I don't I don't really think that they really deserve to get in. But, I mean, can we see an upset? Probably not. We'll, uh, I just think Penn State will win. And then uh, the fourth and the 13th seed, Minnesota Duluth versus Arizona State, and I picked Minnesota Duluth because Minnesota Duluth – has, like, the same team that they did last year. And they have Scott Prudovic, and they have all these players that won the last two years. So I think that they can at least beat Arizona, who has no players who have ever been 
in in a Frozen Four, let alone win a national championship. So the next game is UMass and Cornell, the ninth seed and the first seed. I picked UMass to win. I think if Cornell can lose to Quinnipiac five to one, I think that they can lose to UMass like seven to two. So that's my thought. So that's why I picked I picked UMass because of that. So the next one is number two Minnesota State and number six Denver. I picked Denver just because of they pre same with Minnesota Duluth. They just have like the same team from last year who went insanely far. And then we have North Dakota and Clarkson. I picked North Dakota because they're red hot right now, and I think that they can just keep rolling, keep rolling. Um, Minnesota Duluth and Penn State. The Fourth and eighth seed, I picked Minnesota Duluth just because the experience that they've had. They've had they've had two finals wins, so just keep it rolling. And then the number nine seed and the number four seed, UMass Amherst and Minnesota Duluth. I picked UMass Amherst. A rematch from last year's championship. I think UMass takes the bread. And I just think Minnesota Duluth will be ran out after playing Arizona State, who's actually very good, but just I don't think good enough. Penn State, who is also pretty good, but I don't think is good enough. I think UMass is really good. So that's my thought on that. So the next one is Denver, North Dakota. I took Denver. I feel like North Dakota had, like, the easiest, the easiest trot through the through the, through the, like, their side of the bracket, their corner of the bracket, I think they had a really easy, 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 I mean, they played Quinnipiac, and they played Clarkson, Quinnipiac is good, but they're not ready for North Dakota, I think Clarkson's good, I don't think they're ready for North Dakota, but they play Denver, so the number six Denver plays the number three North Dakota, and I take Denver, just because Denver is, like, the real hardcore hardcore team that they had to play and Denver's been playing like all these very good teams for the whole bracket it would have been Denver and Ohio that's a tough game Denver and Minnesota State that's the second seed and I think North Dakota just kind of played like these loft games so in the championship it is UMass and Denver the rematch of the Frozen Four semifinal so uh, I take I take uh, UMass. I think that they have the star power. Even without Kale McCarr, they have Mark DelGaizo. They have Matt Murray. They have Philip Lindbergh. They have amazing goalies. They have those amazing goalies. And it's I just think that Denver, after playing three tough games, will be absolutely will be absolutely tired. And I don't think they'll get off to a quick start. I think UMass Amherst will pummel them like they did last year. And I'm not saying that UMass Amherst has not did not play a hard schedule in this fake bracketology or whatever. I just think that that is who would have won. So UMass Amherst is taking home the season that never was cup. So who do you think should have been in the finals? I obviously thought that Quinnipiac should have won every game by 10 goals, but I can't obviously put that because would that happen in real life? No, they probably they probably win by 9 to nothing, so that was a joke. Obviously, they probably wouldn't. They still probably weren't getting past the first round, so. But thank you for listening again. Um, so my stuff is up on Spotify now, so I'm pretty happy about that. So this is fun. 
I think this one was way shorter. I think my last one was like 30 minutes and then this one's 16. So thank you all for listening and I will see you next time.